You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Listen live on 98.7 or 98.3 FM or stream live from rwpfm.com.au. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. There is an organisation called the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. It's a bunch of scientists who basically rate the risk of nuclear warfare and Armageddon on the Earth. They do this using various metrics. They look at it regularly. It's been going since about 1945 or something. I think it has, yeah. It was founded back in 1945 by University of Chicago scientists who'd helped develop the first atomic weapons uh, in the Manhattan Project. The bulletin.org is the web address if you want to have a look at this. And they created the Doomsday Clock a couple of years later, so 1947, using the imagery of the apocalypse, midnight, 12 o'clock, and the contemporary item of nuclear explosion countdown to zero to convey threats to humanity and the planet. The decision to move or to leave in place the minute hand of the doomsday clock is made every year by the Bulletin Science and Security Board in consultation with its board of sponsors, which includes 15 Nobel laureates. The clock has become a universally recognised indicator of the world's vulnerability to to catastrophe from nuclear weapons, climate change and new technologies emerging in other domains. And it's not a single direction. It can go either way. So when times are bad, then it moves closer to midnight, but in times are good, then it can move further away. That's right. That's right. So they've moved 30 seconds closer to midnight. We're now two minutes to midnight. We were two and a half minutes to midnight a year ago. And that, incidentally, is the closest that uh, this clock has been to nuclear Armageddon since the Second World War. So essentially since they created this... Exactly. So basically when they were dropping, when they were actually actively using nuclear Mm. weapons in Japan Mm -hmm. in an aggressive way. Now, the reasons. So North Korea is first on the list that comes to mind. They say that North Korea's nuclear weapons programs made remarkable progress in 2017, increasing risks to North Korea itself, as well as other countries in the region and the United States. They also say that, quote, hyperbolic rhetoric and provocative actions by both sides, so North Korea and the United States, have increased the possibility of nuclear war by accident or miscalculation. We'll just look at Hawaii recently where they had the testing, which was messages sent out to everyone on the island. They thought that there was a... Incoming was, missile. It was for real. Yeah, for real. Yep. was for real. So, yep. in, had someone been had their finger on the trigger to send a rocket back, well, this is where uh, we have devastation, complete mm. devastation. Mm. And apparently, it was absolute pandemonium. I mean, it was it was an error. It was a it was a, a drill or it was a test of uh, an, a public alert mm-hmm. um, system in the event of a of a nuclear attack or a missile coming in. But they weren't actually able to get the message out for, until quite a while had gone by that no this is just a drill yes you know that actually said this is not a drill it said this is not a test yeah, on the message yeah, people yeah. were freaking out yeah, people were understandably really out. absolutely other areas apart from north korea russian nato and usa relations are also cited as an area where nuclear risks have, have been evident and escalated in 2017 the us and russia remain at odds and continue military exercise along the borders of nato so between eastern europe and russia there is even some thought they're actually upgrading their nuclear arsenals and eschewing arms control negotiations. 
In the Asia-Pacific regions, tensions are brewing over the South China Sea. China's been building these uh, artificial reefs there and putting in uh, basically military equipment, long airstrips which their air forces can use Mm -hmm. and their ships can pull into port. It's uh, a very, very heavily trafficked area for world trade. Mm -hmm. A lot of countries, not just the US, but a lot of neighbouring countries, Japan, Southeast Asian countries, the Philippines, Vietnam, Indonesia, are quite disturbed Mm. about what's gone on in, in the South China Sea in recent times. That is cited, that area is cited as a flashpoint and uh, has, has contributed to the decision to move the minute hand to two minutes to midnight, 30 seconds closer than a year ago. South Asia, Pakistan and India are building ever larger arsenals of nuclear weapons in the Middle East. Uncertainty about continued US support for the Iranian nuclear deal, which was brokered by Barack Obama, the previous president of the United States. That adds to a a bleak overall picture. I mean, you just have to look at what's happening in Syria and other parts of the Middle East to uh, Libya and uh, Yemen to know that it's a, a pretty unstable and unsafe part of the world. They also cite climate change. Well, look at South Africa at the moment. Cape Town is going to run out of water in a couple of months. This is a significant issue because, you know, they've got rationing of water. I think they've got two months of water left. Right. And so it'll be the fight for water in in generations to come. Maybe even within our lifetime, there will be even more cities which are are starved of water and none left at all, you know, droughts. And so this is, look, it's an issue not just from climate change, but it's a growing population using more water as well. But climate change is a significant factor. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've talked about this in their podcast with David Corelli on our website. He's a, he's a climate scientist at uh, Melbourne University and he advised the United Nations on the uh, on that big Paris the IPCC, Accord. Yep. Yeah. And we've got podcasts. If you go to our website, you can look them up under interviews with David Corelli. But he, you know, it came up in the discussion with him that the link between population growth and pressure on climate and environments, mm. you know, the two are kind of inextricably linked. On the climate change front, the bulletin of the atomic scientists are saying that global carbon dioxide emissions have not yet shown the beginnings of the sustained decline towards zero that must occur if ever greater warming is to be avoided. Another area which they talk about is technological change, disrupting democracies around the world. Just have to look at what was done using Facebook and using Mm -hmm. some social media platforms to uh, feed out fake news, Mm -hmm. to hack into databases of both sides. Influence from foreign parties. Yep, yep. It's a pretty hot issue, and it's what's being investigated by uh, by Mueller over in America. The uh, the special uh, investigation into whether the Trump administration, whether President Trump actually directly benefited and even possibly knowingly benefited from Russian interference in that election. The bulletin says that uh, technological change is disrupting democracies around the world as states seek and exploit opportunities to use information technologies as weapons, among them internet-based deception campaigns aimed at undermining elections and popular confidence in institutions essential to free thought and global security. Zeroing in more on Closer to Home, the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, and the website is thebulletin.org, they say, quote, a, a breakdown in the international order that has been dangerously exacerbated by recent US actions has occurred. In 2017, the United States backed away from its long-standing leadership role in the world, reducing its commitment to seek common ground and undermining the overall effort towards solving pressing global governance challenges. Neither allies nor adversaries have been able to reliably predict U.S. actions or understand when U.S. pronouncements are real and when they are mere rhetoric. And we know exactly what they're talking about with that, the old Twitter button that Pottis seems to have his hand on pretty regularly. Disturbing stuff there from the bulletin of the atomic scientists. 
that doomsday clock being set to two minutes to midnight, 30 seconds closer than a year ago, and the closest it's been to midnight being nuclear Armageddon Mm -hmm. since World War II. Thanks for listening. And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestions for future shows.